Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I am so excited that you are here to hang out with me today. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you feel that because of COVID-19, because of the lockdowns, because of everything that went along with that, do you find yourself reevaluating your priorities in any area of life? Maybe for you, you're focusing a little bit more on your health than maybe you have before. Maybe it's changed your priorities about your work, and maybe you're looking to make some changes in that area. Or if you're like me, my priorities and the way that I want to spend my money have drastically changed. Like my short-term and long-term goals are very different than they were pre-COVID-19. And it's caused me to reevaluate a lot of different things in my life and just do things a little bit different. And I know I'm not the only one because the more friends that I talk to, the more I find that they're experiencing the same thing. And so today we are joined by a very special guest who's going to kind of walk us through what it looks like to pivot. Now, we're specifically talking about pivoting in our finances in today's episode, but in the first part of the episode, I have our guest share a little bit about her own personal journey that she did as she pivoted in her career. Our guest today is Heather Langford Oynes, and she has a passion and a skill set to help women and families steward their money according to biblical principles. Now, Heather really started focusing in on finances back in 2016. But at the time, she was working as a pharmacist, and she's only transitioned to working full-time as a financial coach in the last year. So in the first part of my interview with Heather, we discussed what that transition and that pivot was really like for her, what made her want to make that change from being a pharmacist to now being a financial coach, because, you know, they're a little bit different (laughs) from each other in a big way, really in many ways. And so we're talking a little bit about what that looked like for her, the way that God showed up for her in that transition, just in case any of you are finding yourself in a position where you need to pivot your career based off of everything that happened. But then the rest of our conversation is really talking about how to pivot in your finances, what that looks like as far as paying off debt, savings, retirement. We're really covering a little bit of everything in this episode, even how to come up with your own action plan. You know, we keep hearing over and over that there might be a resurgence of this in the fall, or we might have to go back into lockdown. And while I am praying really hard that that does not happen, if it does, it gives us a unique opportunity to kind of already know what's coming and to prepare for it ahead of time. And so we'll be talking about that a little bit later on in this episode. And if you're looking to add more biblical principles to your life, Heather has some great resources, in fact, a free mini course that you can get, and we'll link to that in the show description below. So make sure you look on that, click on that, and sign up for her great free course. And for our Life Balance members, Heather's put together some great financial resources for inside of our membership as well. Now, what I really love about having this conversation today with Heather is that Heather's been a part of our community for some time. In fact, when she first joined, It was back when she was working as a pharmacist and raising her three boys and learning how to create balance for herself. 
And so it was really fun to just catch up and learn a little bit more about her story and to see her giving back to the community that she's already been a part of. So here's my conversation with Heather. Heather, welcome to the Redefining Balance podcast. I am beyond excited, like literally beyond excited to be chatting with you today about all kinds of things. But before we get started with our conversation, share with our audience a little bit more about who you are. Sure. Jenny, thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here and just share with the ladies in your audience. I know that they're Christian working moms and yes, I'm just super excited. I relate very well to that. (laughs) And so, yeah. I have been married almost 15 years, and we have three young boys. The oldest is seven, and my twins just turned five. So obviously, they're keeping me pretty busy, especially now that we're at home, all five of us, all day long. (laughs) But one of the things that we love doing is spending time outdoors and camping, taking beach trips when we can actually get away. And so those are the kind of the family things that we really enjoy and that I really enjoy as a mom. But What brings me here today is after 11 years as a pharmacist, I began to feel a really strong call from the Lord to start serving in a different capacity. So I transitioned completely to full-time financial coaching. And so that's what I'm doing now. And obviously it's online at this point. So I'm definitely doing the online financial coaching thing. And so that's what brings me here today. I love that so much. And I I want to talk a little bit about your journey of kind of pivoting in your career because, you know, it's not like a natural transition necessarily to go from pharmacy work <laughs> to financial coaching. And I know when I first met you, it was all pharmacy. So talk to me a little bit about, you said you kind of felt like that calling. What does that, what did that look like for you at the time? Was it just kind of one little whisper at a time or was there something big that happened that made you yes. kind of reevaluate your career? So it did kind of start as a whisper in about 2016. I kind of just started doing some things on the side, um, helping out friends. And I started a little Facebook group, you know, just to encourage people with their money, that sort of thing. Um, I just felt like that was something that I could serve people in and also have a little side hobby that, you know, kept me not thinking about pharmacy and the stress <laughs> as a pharmacist all the time. I love, don't get me wrong. I loved, I'm so thankful for my career as a pharmacist. But it was really about the last two years that things began to get way more stressful. And I was in retail for any, if anybody is listening and kind of knows the pharmacy stuff, but um, it was very stressful. And it just over time, it just became more and more clear that it was basically sucking the life out of me, taking away most of my energy. I didn't have much left for my family. So last summer, so it was about probably June of 2019. I had a moment on my lunch break, actually, and called my husband and I said, you know, I don't know what we need to do, but I have got to come home. This is not working. And I just, I can't do this much longer. And by some miracle, I made it (laughs) um, until November. And then I ended up quitting right around Thanksgiving in 2019. But yes, it just, every single day, it would just, it would be kind of like you mentioned a whisper. But then as it got closer, it was more and more clear, like I was doing everything I could to stay. I mean, obviously, the paycheck was great. And I actually had already dropped down to 30 hours a week, I was only working 30 hours a week for the last six years. So that was a blessing in itself. But it just every single day was such a battle to get through work and just such a battle to even keep my joy and even keep it together some days. 
And so it was very clear that it was time to get out of that. And thankfully, God had been, you know, working on us for a while with our finances. And so we were in a position where I could take that leap and drop that income and still be okay for a little while while I could take some time to build my business. Which I think is so great. And the reason why I really wanted you to share your stories, because I've heard from so many different people inside of our Facebook community, emails I've received, private messages on social media, and inside our membership of, you know, just a lot of women who, with everything going on with COVID-19, maybe they've lost their job, or they've just realized, like, what am I doing? I don't, this doesn't, like you said, it was not bringing you joy anymore. Maybe they've been having their own whispers, but it's a very scary thing. And I know this as well going from that steady paycheck and and doing something that you went to school for and you've worked really hard to build up your career and your credentials up to a certain point and then to just pivot and go in a completely different direction is not always for the faint of heart. So I wanted you to share your story, one, to inspire people, but I also just had a couple follow-up questions with you if that's okay. Sure. So why finding something else? Like what was important for you about finding another business or something else that you could do kind of on your own terms versus just saying, okay, we're going to have to just tighten our belts and I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. Right. So I have always been a very much a driven person, very much a go-getter. And the thought of being a stay-at-home mom honestly never even crossed my mind. Even whenever, you know, my husband and I would have these conversations as we got closer to me quitting, it was you know, it was like, are my twins who were in a pre-K, you know, a daycare pre-K program, are they going to continue going to daycare? Yes, they are, because I will continue to work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a better mom because I work and because that gives me an outlet and, you know, something to serve others, but yet to earn an income. Mm-hmm. But then, and then that time with my kids is just super precious. And so I I really do feel like I am such a better mom because I work. And I know that's not for every mom, but definitely for me. And was there ever a time that you were trying to figure out what it would be? Or did you kind of already know, like, I want to be a financial coach? Yes, it was very clear. (laughs) Um, Just and it's really interesting looking back on everything. So I had shared already that I started my Facebook group in 2016 and started, you know, helping friends and having these conversations with people. And actually, my mom had already passed away by that point. But then my dad passed away in 2017. And so I learned a lot even from it was very sudden. We were not expecting it. But just how disorganized things were and then having to settle settle the estate and all of that, like it became even more motivating for me to want to prevent that for people in the future, to want to prevent that for the kids of parents and also just, you know, for people to have their things in order so that that kind of thing does not have to be so stressful. Mm, that's such a gift to get be able to give people and to help them. Because so I think sometimes we don't realize how big of a mess it could be until mm-hmm. we've had to walk that out and we're like, oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, I love that so much. And the reason why I mentioned that is because I know that there, again, there's a lot of women who might be thinking about like, well, what do I do? But I think sometimes we have it, maybe it's culture or just the world that tells us like you have to be one or the other, either you're a working mom or you're a stay-at-home mom and that there's not really anything in between when really you could be your own business owner. You can start something that allows you to work from home. You could cut down your hours at whatever you're working even less to be able to find whatever balance works for you. And there's no shame or glory. It just is what it is and allowing God to 
use you and wherever that he wants to. Yes, absolutely. And that was even a big deal with, you know, me cutting back to 30 hours six years before (laughs) was (laughs) it just really helped provide more of that balance with the family time. And um, my kid, you know, my kids weren't in, well, first we only had one kid and he wasn't in school yet. So it was just really neat to when I had time off that, that he had time off as well. And we were just able to really spend time as a family. Mm, Yeah, it really does make a big difference to be able to kind of just figure it out what we always talk about, like, you know, defining your own definition for balance. But I think it's so much more than just defining what balance is. It really is creating a life that feels in balance and works for you. And it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, I'm just so excited for you to watch you kind of go through that journey and pivoting and now to have you on as an expert, helping all of us kind of pivot and refocus. And, you know, like I said, when we go through something like this, like the COVID-19 pandemic that we're just all hopefully coming out of, it does make us kind of reorganize our priorities a little bit and make us kind of almost, I was talking with a friend yesterday, I said, it's, it's like a blessing in disguise. Like sometimes it doesn't feel like a blessing, but at the same time, I feel like it's an opportunity for us to be able to hit the reset button and to do things differently post COVID-19. As much as we want to get back to normal, it is an opportunity for us to maybe do something different, whether that's different with our health, whether that's something different with our career, or like we're going to talk about today, it might be something different in your finances too. Yes, definitely. And I know, you know, when we were talking right before we, we started recording the show, you know, whenever there's like a life event, it kind of makes you reevaluate where you're spending your money, how you're using your money for good or for your other goals that you might have for your finances. Why do you feel like that is, whether it's a big life event or even something like COVID-19? Yeah, I think things like that definitely can serve as a wake-up call and like you mentioned, just a reset. So I feel like the things that, you know, it's pretty easy. (laughs) It's pretty easy to just go along day by day and not really, you know, dig into our money or really look at everything, you know, everything's, you know, our checking account staying in the positive, like we're putting a little bit in savings, maybe we're contributing to retirement, those kinds of things. But yet we're really not looking at it. And so all of a sudden, when something like this happens, it makes us think, whoa, like, if I could lose my job tomorrow, if I do lose my job tomorrow, I would really you know, I really wish I could have more in savings right now. Like that would have made me feel so much more confident in being able to weather this for a little while. So yeah, I think it definitely can just jolt us back to the things that the responsibilities that God has given us, you know, to steward, whether it's our money or our lives, but definitely to kind of jolt us back into the things that are most important. Now, what would you kind of give as advice for someone if they're feeling very jolted by this, whether it's a matter of a lack of savings or they're looking at their retirement funds and thinking, what am I going to have to do to recover this or to make up for it? Or will it just bounce back on its own? What advice would you give people kind of walking that road? Is there kind of like a, a checklist, like a financial health checklist or something like that, that they could use or kind of walk through to even just see like where they are to reevaluate? Yes. So in that situation, I would definitely start with what do you have? Like really get clear on your numbers. What do you actually have in front of you? I'll talk about retirement in a minute, but not so much worry about the retirement just yet, but just look at, you know, your checking, your savings, all of that, and just start there. And then I do, um, with my coaching clients, I do go through a checklist with them. We go through some processes 
obviously, you know, you, you want to try to build your savings, you want to reduce your debt, and then make sure that you're planning for the things in the future that involve your finances. So just really getting clear on that to begin with and actually planning ahead to figure out what you need, you know, what your family's going to need, obviously, especially if there's a job loss, you know, then pare down to the bare necessities at that point. But yes, so that would be the planning part as far as that goes. And one of the things I really love about teaching finance from a biblical perspective, one of the verses I love is Proverbs 6, 6 through 8. And it says, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. So when the ant is working, and again, you know, this, this could have caught a lot of people off guard in the beginning, but they are saving for the future. They're saving for a season when they won't have as many resources in their case for the winter. (laughs) So we just always need to think about that and definitely from the get go prioritize savings. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one question I want to ask you before we move on to retirement, because it has to kind of do, when we talk about building savings or, you know, reevaluating what we have, a big part of that is income. And I know when you had contributed in the past to our monthly lifestyle guide, thank you, by the way, it was great. (laughs) If you guys haven't checked it out, there's really great tips on how to kind of move through the the crisis of COVID-19 in a financial way, in a healthy financial way. But one of the things, I think it was actually the number one thing, was to continue to tithe. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on tithing when there's no income. Like if you lost your job, maybe they're collecting unemployment or whatever that might look like. What's the perspective from a sound financial biblical approach around a situation like that? Right. Yes. So a tithe by definition is a tenth. So it is a tenth of our increase. And so if you're making zero income, then obviously you don't have an income to tie the percentage off of. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, obviously in that case, you're not required to tithe, but I do feel like, and I feel like God honors this over and over again. I've heard so many stories that if you're receiving an income, whether it's from your job, from a stimulus check, from unemployment, if you tithe off the top of that, I truly believe God is going to honor that. And (laughs) he just truly can bless that and stretch the rest of that 90% of your money so much further than if you were to keep 100% of it. Mm, I just, and I knew that that was going to be your answer. (laughs) But, uh, and I, you know, I've got so many personal stories of ways that God has been so gentle and graceful and providing, Mm -hmm. you know, in situations that there's, you can't even see how he could. And then he did. Um, yes. and abundant ways through tithing. And, you know, I, I, although I knew what your answer was going to be, I felt like it was an important thing to say, because I feel like sometimes when we get in situations, the enemy can whisper and we can start to justify things. And, you know, as sisters in Christ, we need to be pulling ourselves together in truth. And so I just wanted you to touch on, on that piece of tithing. Yes, definitely. It is so, so important. And that's, that's the first thing. Anytime we start talking about budgeting or planning for the future or anything, that's the first thing. I talk about with my clients is, you know, how do you feel about tithing? And let's dig into this a little more. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so, so important because, you know, it's interesting because whenever we look at things like our finances or health or, you know, really any area of life, I always think that there's like this heart issue and like a mental like part that we need to get right. But then there's also the practical stuff and you can't really do one without the other. You can't just jump right into budgeting if you're 
resisting the budget or resisting the tithing or resisting right. the savings or whatever it might be. So, all right. So we talked a little bit about savings. We talked about tithing. Talk to me a little bit about investments because I know with my logical brain looking at my 401k, it will bounce back. But yet when you look at the big numbers in red with the downward arrow on the computer screen, you're like, oh, goodness. Yes, it is so scary, especially that first week. Oh, it was rough. Yes. Just like you said, I really want to encourage everyone. We have gone through times like this before. The most recent one was in 2008 with the recession. And yes, we had those same scary moments. Not with all of the life stuff, I would say. Not near as big of a life change as it has been this time, obviously. But yeah, those numbers were still scary and they bounced back. They absolutely did. So when you originally decide to start investing, investing should be for the long term. So whether it's retirement or whether it's, you know, just some mutual fund, whatever it is that you're wanting to invest in or your, or the purpose for you investing, it should be for a long term. So once you have that long term strategy in place, which, you know, you would discuss this with a financial advisor and I'm not one. But once you have that long-term strategy in place, that is, you know, steady plotting is the way to go. (laughs) Like we just have to keep plotting steadily and stick with our strategy that we originally started with. Yes, we can make a few tweaks along the way, but nothing big. We're not going to pull out our money. that, That would be an actual loss. If we leave it in there, it will come back up. I have full confidence in the economy that it will come back up. Now, do we know when? No. But uh, most of your audience, too, we're on the younger, you know, we're not quite as close to retirement as some. Also, we, st- we still have that time ahead of us that it will continue. It will eventually go back up. <laughs> and in the long run, it always goes up. Uh, it's so encouraging just to hear someone else say that because that's what I keep yes. telling myself. It will go back up. It'll go back <laughs> up. You know, but you can't help but start to think like, well, am I going to have to work like 10 years more? Am I going to have to redefine what my lifestyle I'm planning on being in retirement? Is that going to have to look different? You know, you start to really start asking yourself some of these questions. And while I think it's important to be optimistic, we also have to be realistic as well, right? Right. Yeah. Then I love too that you mentioned talking to a financial advisor. I know I talked to my financial advisor and I asked her all of those questions <laughs> as far as, you know, how long do you think it's going to take to re- rebound up? And if I wanted to retire by this date, do you think it will be up by then? Or am I going to have to look at other forms of investing or, or preparing our money for those things? So it's definitely, I think, one of those things that we don't want to bury our head in the sand, but just right. get as much information as possible. Yes. And I think one thing too, and well, let me just say this, retirement doesn't necessarily have to look like the way the world looks at it. I think, especially as working Christian women, that there is this desire in us to constantly serve. And with so many things in so many areas that we can serve, we can make an income. And so I do feel like the retirement might look a little differently and that it just might mean that we have a reduced income, but not necessarily that you know, we're only living off of our investments. So that's something that definitely think about too, as you get closer to retirement is what do you really want to do in retirement? And what, you know, what will your purpose be? And how can you continue to serve and possibly still create an income? I think it's so beautiful that you said that, because I think whenever it comes down to anything with finances, my husband is, you know, I'm the one that kind of like, runs around with my chicken with the head cut off. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. And he's just like, God will provide, God will guide us. God, yes. will, you know, that's why we trust in the Lord. And while I know that, I, my emotion kind of sometimes takes over. 
But, you know, I think that that's the beautiful thing about all of this is that when we trust in God, like we might not see that he has that way of serving for us in the future, that we can't even imagine what that would be like. I know before I started this podcast, if you would have asked me, are you ever going to run a podcast? I'd be like, what is a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and yet here we are four years later, still doing the podcast and serving in this way. And so I think, you know, we don't have to have all of the answers, but that's why it's important to trust in God and and know that he is going to be taking care of us and whatever that looks like. Yes, definitely. Uh, Awesome. Now, as we're talking about kind of shifting in priorities, as we talked about at the beginning, priorities of how we're spending our time or what we might be doing. But one of the biggest things that I have noticed, you know, obviously in the very beginning, it was like, oh my gosh, savings, investments, all of this. But now that we're starting to come out of COVID-19 and the pandemic and things are starting to open back up. One of the things that I've noticed just in my own conversations and within my family is that our financial priorities are massively changing. For example, we might've been before looking at planning vacations or, you know, just the small shorter term goals of what we were saving for are very different now. And we're, we're reevaluating how we want to be spending our money so talk to us a little bit through what that looks like and reprioritizing and pivoting those priorities. Because it, you know, when you're making a budget and you're making these financial goals, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into that. And then to pivot, just like you did in your job, it can be a little bit scary. So what would that look like for someone? Yes. So the good news is that a lot of it is actually allowing us to save more money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yes, right now, especially, it would be the perfect time to begin really thinking about those future goals. So even though you might not want to look at your retirement, you might want to look at if I start saving this much now over time, like what will this become? And so if we took a little bit of our vacation money and decided to do that, would that make me feel better about, you know, getting to retirement with a better amount that I feel more comfortable with? Because over time, I mean, 10 years, you know, just a small amount of money can become quite a bit more. So that's something to definitely think about. And just, especially if you're married, I really would encourage you to just, you know, like you said, sit down with your husband, talk it through, And think about what your future dreams are. And it's hard to see in this moment that we'll even be able to go on vacation again. But yes, definitely you want to be, you know, planning, you know, saving some for those types of things so that when we are able to do that again, we can do that. And then also just even thinking further into the future. I mean, who knows? We might even be looking at another wave of this. Unfortunately, in the fall, we don't know yet. So that when that time comes, we're going to be much more prepared than we were the first time around that it just totally caught us off guard. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I had just two thoughts there as you were talking and and when you were mentioning like sitting down with your husband and kind of talking through it, I know for my husband and I, we haven't had like a, like a official sit down and talk about it, but just, you know, while we've been chatting here or there, one of the things that he said to me the other day that kind of just like perked my ears up a little bit and got me really thinking is he goes, it really makes you not just question your priorities, but question what you value. And, you know, when we think about the things that, that we would be saving for, there's a reason why we want to save for those things, you know, and, and whether it's a vacation, you know, obviously at the core of that, it's making memories or going places with our family, spending time together, but, you know, makes you kind of question, like, if that's really what we value, how else can we prioritize our funding and do it differently? If we're not able to, you know, take that big vacation, then what can we do differently and still honor that value, which I thought was a a really good insight. And as you were talking, it just kind of reminded me of that. 
But the other thing, Heather, that I would love for you to give us some advice on is you talked about a second wave. Now, hopefully, pray to God, it does not happen. But if it does happen, you know, and we have this benefit now of being able to say, I wish six months before March happened, I would have done X, Y, and Z. What do you feel like those things would be wise to do thinking that maybe it might happen and what can we do to prepare? Right. So one of the main things that changed for me in this is that normally I would be much more aggressive in telling or helping clients to pay off their debt. So again, we go back to the savings where, you know, (laughs) it's so important to save and to have that savings. Think about if you were prepared, even, I mean, even a month before this happened, if we had somewhat of an idea that, you know, this was going to happen, that this, you know, this whole domino effect of everything shutting down, if we knew any of that was going to happen a month ahead of time, what would we be doing to prepare? I mean, it would be similar to, we have a lot of like storms here in Texas, (laughs) tornadoes and that sort of thing. So like, you know, we're stocking up on food, we're stocking up on water, we're making sure the generator's ready to go. And, you know, we need to have some, maybe some extra cash on hand if we're usually, you know, used to using debit or credit cards. So definitely prioritize that savings, possibly keep a little more cash, you know, out of the bank so that you have that if needed. I know, especially like with the federal student loan benefits right now, where there's no interest and no payments until September, I'm advising people to just continue saving that payment every month and then wait until that time comes when the interest starts to accrue again, and then just go ahead and make that big lump sum payment. And then that way, in case, just in case, if they need that as savings instead, then it's there. And that can be really powerful when you get to a point where, you know, where all of a sudden things overnight, you know, just change completely. <laughs> and so just knowing that you have that there, that your family can eat, you know, and you can keep a roof over your head, that sort of thing. Just, just having that extra cash in there can really help you make better decisions and, just not stress out near as much when that time comes. So when we're talking about prioritizing savings over paying off debt, so if someone has done like their budget, right? And they have like, this is the minimum payment that's due on this credit card or car payment or whatever it is, but we're giving like a hundred more, 200 more, whatever they have in their budget, more off of that debt, you would really encourage them for right now just to put that extra in savings or would they still continue on that plan? Yeah. So really that's kind of an individual thing based on their job stability and that sort of thing. We would, you know, we would work through those things, but at this point, I'm not going to try to think about, I haven't really thought of like a hard and fast rule, for it. <laughs> but you know, before it was more like, you know, your baby emergency fund would be a thousand dollars, $2,000. Whereas now I would say, you know, you might want one to two months of expenses at a minimum in the bank for when this hits, maybe even three months, because that's, you know, kind of the way (laughs) everything's looking right now. So definitely just, I would say beef it up, like, again, talk to your spouse, get to a number that you're comfortable with having in that, you know, in savings. And I know that's going to be a lot for a lot of people. But for some, they might say, Oh, well, I have quite a bit more than that. So depending on your situation, again, but I would say, you know, decide on a number, you know, get your savings to that point. And then from there, go ahead and continue your debt payoff. Because another thing is, if you were to come into this with absolutely no payments and no, you know, no debt payments, you didn't owe anybody anything except, you know, your regular bills, that would just be 
And when I say regular bills, I mean like electric, you know, keep your lights on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) keep the gas in your car, that kind of thing. I mean, how freeing would that be? And how much less stressed would you be less overwhelmed? I mean, that would just be one more huge thing taken off your plate in case something like this were to happen again. Right. So it's almost in a situation of what are you closer to having it paid off or getting to the three month right um, in savings. And one of the things that I, has been eye-opening for me just this last month when I was looking at my budget and I was thinking, wow, we did really good on money spending this last month. And then it dawned on me why, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, a lot of, of, a lot of banks, a lot of, uh, even like utility companies were like, you know, really paring down what they were charging people. And so even the things that were necessities that we were still paying for seemed to be a little bit less than normal, but it definitely, like, I had this thought in my head of like, this is like our COVID budget versus our actual life budget of being able to know, because it was a huge substantial difference on when I think about what we need to live on for a three month emergency fund, we were spending far less on, you know, per month for a different calculation. And so I think it's important too, to kind of look at those numbers now that we've, you know, are hopefully coming out of it. And we have a couple months of a track record to look back and see how much did we actually need to live if this were to happen again. That's true. This was a very good indicator of that. And I think it's also taught us a lot about contentment and, you know, making do with with the situation that's before us and with the circumstances that are going on around us. And yeah, just truly giving us a more reliable indicator of what we really need to live on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you can't even get stuff from Amazon, (laughs) 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 it really cuts down your shopping. That's true. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Well, when we think about kind of that second wave and preparing, is there anything else that you can think of that we should be thinking about now, preparing for now? I mean, you've already given us such great information. Yeah. So I think the last thing would just be, I mean, and you mentioned it too, that, you know, we know that God's going to supply all our need and he just provides us a portion of that wealth to manage, which is just truly amazing. And it might look differently, like he might be providing in different ways as his time comes. But I think because of that, we can really just take this time to truly evaluate and even pray about, you know, what you're doing. Is that really what you want to do the rest of your life? Is that the way, is that what God is calling you to do, you know, or is it something completely different that you, you know, you can feel that he's been given, he's given you those skills. You already know that. And is there a way that you can serve in a different capacity? You might have, you know, you might have been in a job situation kind of like I was where (laughs) you just like toward the end, like it's just been super stressful and you're starting to question, is it worth it? And this is really a great time to evaluate that and to consider transitioning to something new. So I would just really use this as, as that opportunity to really pray about it and and see what God might have for your future and see if he wants to provide in the same way that he always has, or if it might be a new adventure for you to start. Mm, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing, you know, what God has kind of been whispering to you over the years. And and the fact that you're now on the other side of that, I think is such a, a huge testimony to other people who are not where you are, but where you have been in the past right. and, and looking forward. I think that's just such a huge encouragement. And of course, all of the incredible wisdom that you brought to all of us today is such a blessing. And Heather, I, I want to thank you, but I also just want to pray for you if that's okay for just a moment. Sure. Awesome. Father God, I just pray for Heather and her family, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you would move 
with her as she's moving into this new position that she has created with you in partnership, Lord Jesus. I just pray for blessing over her family, blessing over her business, Lord Jesus, and protection in your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Jenny. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom. Now, if people want to work with you, if they kind of want to go through some of these checklists with you, how can they get in touch? Yes. So actually currently, well, I'll, I'll just give the email address. <laughs> My email address is heatheroynes at gmail.com and it's last name's Oynes, O-Y-N-E-S. And so you can definitely email me directly. But more than anything, I'm really right now, I'm, I've got a new Facebook community called Created for More. And especially if you've heard some of this conversation and you're thinking, well, that's really neat what she said. I really like some things that she said, but I want to check out, you know, some more stuff. I have just created this community. So I'm actually inviting your audience to become founding members of it. It's a free community, of course, but I just really created it to bring together just a strong, encouraging faith-based community of women and just that they have this deep desire to steward their finances according to God's word. So I I'm love so, it. yes, I'm so excited about it. And I just feel like we can truly come together as faith-based women and just begin to, you know, steward our finances the way God has, God calls us to. And we'll be sure we link to both your group and your email in the show description. And you have a free mini course as well. Yes, I do. So it is a five-day email mini course. So we just send you a daily email and it just walks you through when it comes to managing your money, just the basic biblical principles. It took me years of, you know, getting to the point where I started to understand more of what, how money (laughs) relates to our lives as Christians. It's just not something that we hear that much about. And so I just basically condensed everything into this five-day course. And I think it would be really helpful to anybody who wants to go through that. I love it. And I love that everything that you do is really centered around God. So um, we'll be sharing the link to that as well. So people can sign up for your mini course, your community, and then email you for more information. Heather, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today. It was such a delight to be able to chat with you. Thank you, Jenny. I really appreciate it. I always love hearing, you know, hearing your other podcasts and hearing you talk. And it's so nice to have a conversation with you. And there you have it. I hope that my conversation with Heather really blessed you, especially if you are looking to make a pivot really in any area of your life. And if you're looking to receive some financial coaching as you pivot, please reach out to Heather. Now for our Life Balance members, we are currently in a series on our member podcast where we're diving into each area of life and providing resources to really help you expand in that area and reach your goals. Last week, we talked all about setting up the right SOPs for your career. And this next week, we are going to be talking about our finances inside of the membership. So make sure you check that out. If you're not yet a member, you can join right inside the Your Life Rocks app, or you can go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more. And I'm super excited for next week. I hope that you subscribe if you haven't done so already, because next week we are doing our 2020 Summer of Awesome episode, which means we will have bonus content inside of the Your Life Rocks app totally for free for everyone to help you plan and set up the most awesome summer ever. So be sure that you check that out. And until next time, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. 
Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.